Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Good way to spend your vacation time. You come to pilgrimage at the lotus feet of Gaurnitananda. Sri Sri Gaurnitananda ki jai. Satchinandan Gaurhari ki jai. So I've spoken before on Thanksgiving to mixed audience from Bhagavad Gita with regard to the general religious idea that the bounty of life, the necessities, our needs, what we need for our sustenance, comes from yajna, from sacrifice. From sacrifice comes, as it's said, the gods are pleased. Rain comes, grains grow, we eat, we live, be thankful. Uh, so this is, uh, so as I say, mentioned in the beginning of, of the Gita, this idea. And um, we are, no doubt, dependent upon our happy material life. Uh, we're dependent upon the, on, on the grace of God. So to acknowledge that is, is a good beginning. Some gratitude goes a long way. So most, a lot of pious people, I guess all pious people, <laughs> not all people are so pious, but amongst the pious people, this is common understanding, and we agree with that. But given that the group is not a mixed group, but all members of the Chaitanya Sampradaya today, we're going to talk about what we have to be grateful for, <laughs> which is more than the bounty of life, the material necessities, and so forth provided for us. But we have to be thankful, and actually, indeed, to show our thanks, we should share that gift of Gauranga Mahaprabhu to the world with others. So it's not, it's meant for everyone, without uh, discrimination. And the idea is that those who have, are grateful for that, having received that, who are aware of that, that gift, then as I say, they they can best perhaps show that by sharing with others and, 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 and fulfilling the uh, ambition of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give to the whole world, to interfere with the Srishti Lila, if you will. Srishti Lila means the Lila of creation, so for the conditioned souls, which is the work of Vishnu, the play of Vishnu. Lokavatu Lilakayuvalayam becomes many and the world manifests and, and so forth. He appears in different forms of descent, avatars, to help the, the Badajiv, the conditioned souls, meet, meet their maker. But in the appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the world, he practically interferes with the with the Shishti Lila, for all intents and purposes, bringing it to 
an end, taking over the position of the maintainer. Vishnu maintains people in a, in a general way and maintaining them with Prem, Vishwambar, he's called. means maintainer, sustainer of the universe. But as Krishnas Kaviras Goswami has explained in relation to the diverse we're, we're going to discuss, he's maintaining them in a different way, sustaining them with Prem and offering this opportunity to everyone. So very special, something to be grateful for. And uh, we've all been blessed by this uh, golden opportunity in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent. So if we are to stop and think on the day, what we have to be thankful for, we come to this and we should try to reflect deeply on it that we might get inspiration to show our gratitude. Because an ungrateful person, well, there's nothing worse than that. Nothing more unbecoming than to be an ungrateful person because that's the real practical kind of beginning of love, in a sense, to show gratitude and appreciation. If we can't even do that, then better you hadn't lived. Hmm? So, what is uh, the gift? Uh, this uh, gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was spoken about by originally by Rupa Goswami. Rupa Goswami, as you know, he was living in Bengal. He went to join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and he went in, in that regard to Vrindavan where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had gone and when he was moving in that direction Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was coming in the opposite direction, leaving Vrindavan, drawn out by the eagerness of Rupa Goswami. Drew him out of Vrindavan. He had gone there and was uh, lost in ecstasy, Krishna returning to Vrindavan, <laughs> and um, his uh, attendants were concerned because he was so, his, his love, Prem, was manifesting so much externally that he was a danger to himself, drowning himself in the Jamuna, for example. And so they reasoned, we, we have to get him out of here. This is too much in this environment. He can't contain what he's about. And so they, on different pretexts, they tried to get his um, approval to take him from Vrindavan. And, you know, as I say, Rupa Goswami is coming toward Vrindavan as far as Prayag with intense eagerness to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because he had met him, but he was uh, living in his... Uh, in the government service and so forth, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had told Sri Rupa and Sanatana in a, in a note, a letter that he wrote, that when they had expressed their eagerness to join him, take it easy, he said, an opening will come in time. You're working with the government in a, a very in, in a big influential positions, and so if you just walk out from there, there could be trouble. And the government could be upset and uh, go after you and and so on. So he gave him a little bit of political advice and uh, he advised them, just like a lady at home who's married but has fallen in love with someone else, in order to, to hide her love for the other man, does her household duties very expertly so there will be no suspicion. So 
do your duties with regard to the government in such a way so there'll be no suspicion and then an opening will come and you can make your way to join me. So you can imagine the eagerness which they had to contain their interest in, in joining Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They had no interest in all the influence they had, the wealth, the, uh, the comfortable living situation. They said they wanted to go barefoot and um, just with a, a loincloth and live in the company of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So at any rate, Rupa found his way out and he's coming to Vrindavan to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could feel him coming, the intensity with which he's coming. He couldn't remain in Vrindavan. Rupa Goswami is coming to bring out Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Actually, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, coming from Vrindavan. To give the wealth of Vrindavan to the, to the world. And the primary person through whom he chose to make that available, make the news about himself, the significance of his descent available, and to distribute the, the means by which that wealth, we could qualify ourselves to earn it. We were qualified in one sense because he's giving it to anyone and everyone. He's saying it is your wealth, uh, I'm holding it for you. Just like if I have some wealth for my son and he's not of age, so I'm, it's his, but I'm holding it right now. Legally it's yours, but you have to come of age. So the means to come of age, he gave. This is Rupa Goswami. He is the principal distributor of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift. Mahaprabhu is the distributor of the preem of Krishna. He's the giver, but still Rupa Goswami is the, the giver of the, the giver of the gift. And he showed the way, for example, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, Ujjwal Nilmani, and so forth. So, he practically, the, the force of his enthusiasm is internal, underground reason. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was coming out of Vrindavan. And he met Rupa Goswami at Prayag. Then he instructed him and so forth. He went on back to Puri and Rupa Goswami came to Puri as well, walking from Vrindavan all the way to the, to the seaside, Jagannath Puri. And there he had been riding some drama of Krishna Leela. He's writing about Krishna Leela in the form of a drama. So he followed all the appropriate... He was a poet, literature, author, and educated person. And so he employed all of the techniques for writing drama and poetry. It's not you just sit down and write something that rhymes and that's necessarily poetry, right? Just like there's math to art. Underneath the, the art, the beauty of music and art and so forth, there's some mathematics. It's not The math alone is not sufficient, but it's part of that. So there's a Vedanta that underlies the, the, the bhakti, the expression of emotion, love, the beauty, the charm and so forth. We need to become acquainted with that. We need to do the math, actually, to understand what is the beauty. And then, when we understand and have the impetus through that math, so to speak, to go there, then the math will be retired. There's a lot of math. It begins with arithmetic. 
And that's the basic thing. Like Prabhupada said, I gave you everything. He gave the arithmetic. Without arithmetic, you cannot do any math <laughs> whatsoever. But there are higher equations also and so forth. That he expected us to take that arithmetic and work with it and and so on and so forth. And, and he, it's not that he didn't advise us. There's also geometry and trigonometry and calculus and so on and so forth. So, he had been writing one drama about Krishna Leela. It means that he had an idea, he had inspiration in his heart and he was going to write a drama. He wanted to say something about the significance of Krishna Leela, the tattva that underlies that, the, the bhava that it's made of, the ecstasy, the emotions, the feeling that it's made of and so forth, and how Bhagavan Sri Krishna is under the influence of those sentiments, and what is ultimately what is the sentiment of Radha, and so forth. You want to explain all these things, so he wrote a drama, and he wrote it according to the rules of drama and so forth. So this is just a side point to make, and we we make it this kind of point here and there, again and again. It seems to emphasize what kind of books these books are that we have, Bhagavat. Chaitanya Charitamrita and so forth. They're not science books, they're not up-to-date uh, books on human psychology, and uh, they touch on these things in ways that serve to facilitate the distribution of, of the message. You know, a little talk about human psychology, what is the nature of, you know, how people in love think about one another and so forth. This is then, it's not a doctorate, you know, thesis on... Hmm. On psychology, we can't get all our, all information about psychology from there, or about science and so forth. And so the authors have a purpose in mind when they write this, and there's a way of writing drama and poetry, using different numbers, and all these things have different significance, and and so forth. A way of saying a lot, you know, a lot of numbers, a big way, and so on. So they're not to be taken as a kind of in a, in a literal way entirely, but they are literally true, absolute truth. So anyway, he's writing a drama like this, and Chaitanya, and he had a dream. And in his dream, Satibama came to him, who was part of his drama, who's the queen, the principal queen of Krishna in Dwarka. And he is told, write a separate drama about me. Satibama is very forceful kind of lover. In Dwarka, we've seen that. Just like Radha. So she's the manifestation of Radha in Dwarka to associate with Krishna. And Rukmini is the manifestation of Chandravali, Radha's competitor in in Vrindavan. They take their their positions change. So Chandravali gets the upper position there. And Satyabhama gets kind of the second position. So Satyabhama said, write a separate drama about me. In other words, he was writing one drama and he got a vision from the goddess Radha in the form of Satyabhama. He said, separate these two, the Dwarka Leela and the Vrindavan Braja Leela and so forth. So anyway, he's staying in, in Puri with Haridas Thakur and uh, Mahaprabhu came to see him and see what he was writing and told him you should write a separate drama also. So he got the confirmation from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh, so he was doing so, and Mahaprabhu was very pleased with the writing of Rupa Goswami. He said, oh, it was so beautiful. His writing was like rows of pearls on a, on a line, just his penmanship. What to speak of what he was writing about. So Mahaprabhu wanted to showcase his Rupa Goswami to the other 
associates of his in Puri, who was this fellow. And uh, so he brought Ramananda and Swarup and, and others. And, and he asked, uh, he told him, look at this, look at this, what he's written in this verse. He showed one verse about Krishna Nam, another verse, and another verse. And they were all very pleased. And then Ramananda, who was an expert, uh, also poet, he asked for, let me hear this verse. This, technically, this verse should be in, in place. What is that verse? The verse was recited. What about this verse? All the verses that should be there in the drama. To have proper form and so forth. And at one point he said, let us hear the prayer, the, the verse in glorification of the deity of the book. Who is the, the deity of the poem? To whom you're offering this? This is religious poetry. And then he said, Rupa Goswami recited it, Anarpita charim charat karnayabhati nakalo samarpaitam unatojur rasam sabakti sriyam hari purta sundra dhuti kadamba sandipita sadarhdaya kandare spurato vasachinandana. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, That is exaggeration! He plugged his ears and covered the mouth of Rupa Goswami like this. Hmm? It's a verse about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So he was embarrassed. What it says about him. So many wonderful things. Now, Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, he's a follower of Rupa Goswami. So, in writing his book, as he did with the blessings of Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, and all the senior Vaishnavas of Vrindavan, he's representing their teachings, the teachings that they've given, the way in which they have explained the significance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, what it is what it means to us, how to take advantage of it, and so forth. His duty is to take that all and kind of put it in a more accessible form and in the context of describing the whole life of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so he wrote it in Bengali, which is far more accessible to the public language than Sanskrit. Sanskrit was like the universal religious language of the Brahmins, but common people didn't speak Sanskrit. So he wrote it in Bengali and about 10% of the verses are in Sanskrit. And um, all this, as I say, were the blessings of the, of the Goswamis who had taken the, the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the precepts, and put them all into Sanskrit literature to, in a sense to make it, take it out of a local, provincial Bengali context and say, this is the god of the whole religious world for everyone. You're writing about it in your language. So they're writing to other sampradayas. The verse in which this, the chapter in which this verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita is explained, if you study it, you see he's talking to, he's talking to the Ramanuja sampradaya, largely, and other similar type of vidimarg sampradayas who worship Bhagwan in awe and, and reverence and who haven't understood Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Krishna Bhakti, Brajalok, and all these things, Ragmarg, he's writing to them. The Goswamis had, as I say, put us all in Sanskrit to talk to these other sampradayas and so forth. And he's taking us now and putting it in, back into Bengali, in, in, in a way. Mahaprabhu came from Bengal, so. And, uh, and placing certain various slokas here and there, citing various slokas, to support his points and so forth. Every verse of Bhagavatam that he cites, he also says it in his own words. He gives a Bengali translation for it, practically. 
So this is his method. And in that uh, method, he, uh, out of deference, whenever he can, and this is a good instance, to whom he is indebted, under whose order and influence he's, he's doing this seva. This shows an attitude that he has, regard for the senior Vaishnavas. Sometimes it's said that we will know the standard of a Vaishnava by how many he or she converts to Vaishnavism. And how many people from the lower section, from the uninitiated section, are brought within the fold by the influence of such a Vaishnava. But another way of analyzing the standing of a Vaishnava is how he or she relates to the senior Vaishnavas in the lineage. In the, the former way, then, there may be some, how you say, um, it's, I mean, it's a good, good philosophy, so it's, even if you only know it partly or you know it in theory but don't have any realization, you can influence people. At least you can influence their intellect to join. Whether you can fully capture their heart, that may be, that has to be seen over time, but there can be some cheating in that regard, but as far as showing respect to the senior Vaishnavas, then they're not blind people, so they can tell whether you really want to serve them or whether you want to serve your own interest in the name of serving them and become a big, well-known preacher and, and, and so on and so forth. So here Krishna is showing an example. Wherever he can, he's going to take wonderful verses composed by his seniors and use them in, in his book. So it's out of deference to Rupa Goswami. He takes Rupa, who, in other words, I couldn't have said it better. My Gurudev has said, I will, he will, I will use that. And he also senses there's power in that. There's power in that. He's my guide. They are my guides, these Goswamis. They have so much feeling for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They've identified him. Namo Mahabodhanaya, Rupa Goswami said, when he saw him at Prayag, when he met him there. Mumahabhadanaya, Krishna Prima Pradaya, Te Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne, Bodhisattva. He said, This is your name, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. This is your guna, your Mahabhadanaya. Mumahabhadanaya, Krishna Prima Pradaya, this is your leela, Krishna Prima Pradaya, that you give love of God. Namne Bodhisattva, this is your form. I offer my respect to your name to your form, to your qualities, to your leela. He knew everything about him. He knew the name, really. Therefore, he knew the guna. He knew the rupa. He knew the leela. Inside the name, we say, Siradika Madhavayora Pada Madhurdi Leela Guna Rupa Nam Nam. So he knows the name, really? Who really knows the name? Has Sudhanam? Knows the form. Knows the qualities. Oh, the Leela, the Bhagavan. So what he will write then, what he will say, there's some power in that, with feeling, with realization. So he wants to get some of that blessing and uh, feeling, to draw upon that. So he wants to cite Rupa Goswami first. He cites it as his, uh, in his Mangal Charn, as the Ashirvad Shloka, the, the Shloka in which in the auspicious invocation, the author seeks to give a benediction to the readers. That, oh my dear readers, read and be blessed in this way. And that's the idea, Ashirvad, to give a blessing. So this is how he gives a blessing, by invoking this verse of Rupa Goswami about the gift. 
of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Again, it was the, was the verse that Rupa wrote to glorify his deity in his uh, Lita Madhava, Vigdagda Madhava, the book got divided into two, at the order of Satyabhama and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's confirmation. One book that Rupa Goswami was writing got divided into two, Lalita Madhava and Vidagda Madhava. Vidagda Madhava is the drama in br- the Braj, and Lalita Madhava in the drama in, in Dwaraka. So from there, Vidagda Madhava, this verse has come. Now it's appearing in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnas Kaveras Goswami seeking the, the spiritual power and blessings and hoping, praying for some access to the feeling behind this verse. So it's valuable to learn some of these verses, to recite them. They have power in them. They have feeling behind them. You can become acquainted with the authors through such exercise of learning their poetry and, and so forth. And Krishna's Kadrasa set a nice example here in this regard. He says, citing Rupa Goswami, Anarpita Charim Chirat Kurunayabhattinapolo Samarpitam Rupa Goswami addresses Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this verse as, as the son of Sachi. So it's not, as I say, just to make my point, that he chose any name. Just any name. Well, there's so many names for Lord Chaitanya. Just pick this one. This sounds good. This is good poetry or something like that. Some technical consideration may be there for writing poetry, no doubt. But he chose this name, Sachinandan for good reason. Sachi is the mother of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Vishwambar. So when we think of Sachi, then we have to think Vishwambar. That was his name at birth. Therefore, in explaining this verse, although he doesn't make the connection directly, this is certainly where he's drawing it from. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, in explaining the verse, mentions that this, as I did earlier, this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his name is Vishwambar. And Vishwambar means the maintainer of the universe, the sustainer. So this Chaitanya is sustaining, maintaining, but by praying, not by ordinary bounty, not by, certainly not by turkeys, but, but <laughs> not just by uh, food and shelter and so forth, material necessities, but the real necessity of the Jeev, what will give him the fullest opportunity, to, uh, prospect to live, to live, to be all that the jeev could possibly be, such that if being that full, that complete and living, that complete of a life, if one can do so, everything in the world just becomes pale and insignificant, everything, everything, even up to such big things as pure worship of God like we find in a sophisticated sampradaya like, like Ramanuja, worshipping Narayan, or Krishna even in Dwarka, like Rukmini, like we find some, some, to some extent in Ramanuja sampradaya. These things are in, become insignificant. He's maintaining the world in a special way. He's giving them that which is the ultimate necessity of the, of the jeev. If the jeev is to experience the fullest possible life that it could possibly experience. So this name given to him by Sachi, Vishwambar, maintainer of the universe. She's his loving mother. Mother loves the son so much, right? Her heart comes in the form of her milk, like the cow or the calf. 
swelling up. Such love. Sati was such a good mother, but always under some fear that her son would even all of her affection is going to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. She had a number of daughters who all died at birth. And she had a son, Vishvarup. And he, under the influence of Advaita, he left home as a young man, became a sannyasi. So all of her, all of her motherly affection, which could have gone in so many directions by the arrangement of providence, was all given to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Love she would have given to one daughter, another daughter, another daughter, all of which was had to be held back. Imagine, what one daughter's died, another daughter about to be born died. All that motherly affection just building up, building up, building up. Then she has a son, and while all affection is going to the son, he goes away at the influence of Advaita, and therefore she said, they call him Advaita. It makes things one. I call him Dwaita. Hmm? <laughs> As he split us apart. He doesn't bring things together. How strong was her love for her son that she could curse Adwaita, the senior most Vaishnava in Nadia, who was conducting Sankirtan at his home and nourishing the other Vaishnavas. He was a wealthy Brahmin family and so he was taking care of those who wanted to sing the name of Krishna and so forth, who brought, in one sense, externally speaking, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. <laughs> so she cursed him. And she was nervous then about, then, then her son Vishwambar came. So imagine now, all that motherly affection, all stored up, all going to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Vishwambar. How much affection she had for him. And then, of course, he comes to take sannyas. And what did he say? He said, actually, mother, I belong to you. Wherever you are, I am always there. I did this out of madness. If you want me to give it up, I'll give it up today and come back home. He told her, at the house of Advaita. He told her this. <laughs> so, but her, what did she do? Her affection was so strong for him. But it was beautiful affection. It was, she didn't want, she loved him purely. And so she would have liked, rather had him in her home, but not at the cost of her son's reputation. But he would get a bad reputation. He was now a sannyasi. He had done it. So he was ready to throw away the danda and the cloth and just come home when he saw her affection. That was the power of her, her love for him. He said, I told her, I am your, your son, life after life after life. And while it may appear that I'm somewhere else as a sannyasi, I'm always with you. What kind of sannyasi is this? He's just a mama's boy, really. <laughs> hmm? And he's admitting it. And he's putting himself entirely in her hand. So what does she do? She says, well, I want, will prefer you to come home, stay with me, but your reputation will be spoiled. I cannot tolerate that. So, you remain as a sannyasi, but don't go far. Stay in Puri. And Puri is a holy place, and it's close by. I'll always hear news from you, and so forth. Devotees will come from here and there, and you will come sometimes to Navadvip in this way. It will be a, 
some a balanced bring some balance to it. A happy medium or something like that. So this way he has one hand up and one hand out. One hand is gone to Sachi and all that that represents the Dham, Nabadweep, which is none different from Braj and all the mellows of love there that he's coming. The other hand giving up with the permission of Sachi. There are many nice poems glorifying Sachi Devi and attributed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. written, Mahaprabhu said this, by different uh, uh, devotees of you know centuries back in which this name Satchinandan is is glorified. Mahaprabhu was saying, whoever sings her name, then regardless of their position, I go to them immediately. Whoever sings the name, sings Satchinandan, thinks of me in relation to her, and everything, all my wealth goes to them. So many nice songs like this it's mentioned. So Rupa Goswami has has taken this name, put it here, the son of Sachi. Think of him, it also means in relation to Nadir. He's giving the gift, and in the context of giving the gift, he's taking sannyas and he's going here and there. But this is where he's from. This is his hometown, Navadweep. And this is where the wealth has come from, and this is where he's traveling around, distributing the message, trying to get people to go to. He's trying to take them there, to Navadweep. And Navadweep and Vrindavan, one and the same. And that's not only true in the Prakat Leela, in the Manifest Leela, but in the Aprakat Leela also. Someone was, was telling me how uh, about one Gaudiya sect that doesn't acknowledge the Aprakat Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that in Unmanifest, in Golok, there's no leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's only a leela for the prakat, for the manifest, manifest leela for the world, distributing love of God, Krishna, appearing in the mood of Radha, and so forth. But it has no representation in, in Goloka. This is different than is pretty much the standard fare in all Gaudiya lineages. So they had some reasoning about it that someone brought to my attention. Here we are worshipping Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in terms of his Aprakat Leela also. Songs we, uh, we sing and so forth. So somebody saying it, it just doesn't, that doesn't exist. You guys are just in a fantasy over there. Yeah. I don't know if he's talking about us, but he doesn't know our program. But, but uh, the argument was that, largely, that we don't find any discussion of this in the writings of the Goswamis and the eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They're all offering respects to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and seeing his Leela as the means to learn how to enter into Krishna Leela. And so there's no eternal, in the ultimate sense, it's eternal in, a, in one sense, but not in an ultimate sense, and there's, there's no manifestation of Navadweep, Navadweep Leela, and so forth, in Goloka. I'm just giving the gist of it. It's surely a sophisticated theological argument that one sect holds. But one of the key points there is, it, is again, if it's not in the Goswami's writings and these eternal associates of Mahaprabhu, they were commissioned, particularly the Goswamis, to teach what 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about. And these things are coming later in some, some kind of in, inventions and creations of people and so on and so forth. But as he is found in the writings of uh, a very important eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, like Vrindavan Das Thakur. Vrindavan Das Thakur is written in Chaitanya Bhagavad. He says, Svetadvip Nam Navadvip Gram. He says, the Navadvip, the village of Navadvip, its name is Svetadvip. Then he says, this will be later written in the Vedas. To which we say, I think it just happened, because he's considered by the Gaudiyas to be the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila. Vrindavanas is considered to be incarnation of Vyasadev, who wrote Bhagavat, Krishna Lila, in, in Gaur Lila. Of course, we could also say that, that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, oh, he has done in this regard. He revealed some Vedas, some Upanishads, Chaitanya Upanishad, and so forth. And he, of course, he had much to do with revealing the Dhamma of Navadvip and its significance to the Gaudiya world. But uh, the Svetadvip, Svetadvip is given in Gopal Champu, and it's mentioned. There's Paragokul and Parasvetadvip, both divisions of Golok, where Krishna is the taster. Uh, he's both Rasa and Rasika. So, when he's Rasika, when he's Rasa. So, Bhaktivinotak we're drawing, has drawn from that and said, therefore this way to dweep, that is another, that is the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Kavikarnapur says, there's another eternal associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You can't go any further back than that. An important author as well, commissioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to write. Kavikarnapur. He writes in his Gauraganadesh Tipika that the Rasagya, not ordinary people, but the Rasagya, who are the knowers of Rasa, they say that this Navadweep is Golok, Svetadweep. And Vrindavan, same. So this way there's some reference to that. This place, Navadvip, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is trying to bring everybody back to. So by saying the name Satchinanda, we think of him in that light. Although the verse, we may think of as him in terms of his sannyasi, because he's distributing the whole thing. He uses the name Satchinanda to help us to bring it back. Where is the sannyasi lila coming from and where is it taking us to? to the kirtan in the house of Srivas Thakur, that kind of rasa kirtan. So, anarpita charim charatu karnayavatina kolo, he says, this uh, son of Sachi, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, has come to give something anarpita charim, chirat, that has not been given for a long, long time. Sometimes it's translated, it's never been given before. It means only he gives it. And when we say not for a long time, it means only when he comes. This is, okay, something rare. So if we are to be grateful for a gift, and we find out that the gift is not only good, but very, very seldom given, very rarely given, and how much our gratitude should swell up in consideration of that. It's very good. And then we find out it's never been given before. Only this person gives it, and only when he comes. Then when does he come? No, not very often. Kaviraj Goswami explains. Once in a day of Brahma, this 
Krishna appears himself and performs his leela on earth. Every eight, what is it, million, eight billion, three hundred million, something, long time, years. Sometimes people ask questions about other Kali Yugas and things. This is not the focus. This is just a pretty much intellectual distraction. All the books that have been written, if we're all for us, for this Kali Yuga, there's some little bit reference, mention other Yugas and here and there and so forth. But then you want to go back. Other Kali Yugas, you're going back 8 million, 300, some million years, and you want to go, or billion, whatever it is, and a trillion, I don't remember. So here, now, pay attention. This is what's important. Hmm? And it, it just know it doesn't happen often. So the, the, the gates of Goloka are being, being opened. And then everyone for the next five minutes can come in for free. <laughs> Something like that. You know, this is like you over at Union Square in San Francisco on you know, the day before Christmas. And then Saks Fifth Avenue opened his door and said, everything for free for the next 15 minutes. The whole Union Square trying to be getting inside there and grabbing things off the shelves and so forth. This is what it's like for the knowers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's gift. They're trying to make it known this is what's happening over here. There's all this false advertising down the street. <laughs> buy over here, buy over here. So, valuable goods, and unheard of that, you know, that, like I say, like give the example that a store like that would do such a thing. But it's actually happened. So people can't believe it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I don't believe it. It's too good to be true. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching. It's just too good to be true. It's that easy and it's that great and yeah, it is. So it's very rare, very rare, very seldom. Bhakti itself is to get bhakti is rare. And to get Bhava Bhakti, Rupa Goswami says, is Sudula, very rare. And Mukunda Goswami has commented in Bhakti Rasamrita Sanu to get the qualification for taking full advantage of what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give is more rare than the bhava of Vaidhi Bhakti that Rupa Goswami is speaking about when he says it's Sudurlab to get that. You know, from this we think, oh, the value of so the value of association of people who have such interest from which it will come to us. So not for a long, long, long time is this given. In, sometimes, as I say, it's translated, never given before, so might as well just pay attention to the times we're in. It's never been given before. How long is the Kali Yuga? How long is the Sati Yuga? How long is a, a Divya Yuga? A thousand of these cycles together. You want to know, well, what happened before that? Don't, don't waste your time. <laughs> just consider this has never been given before. Now, the opportunity has, has come. Kaviraj explains that Krishna comes once in the day of Brahma, and he displays his leela, and, and then he goes. He has a desire to make it available, but he gets so caught up in it that it's difficult for him to really fully make it available. He gets caught up in that leela, and even, as I've said, he even finds himself off balance, seeing the measure of Radha's love and so forth. So he has an afterthought. That, uh, that this, 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 to really make this available and know on certain terms and what, it, this, what the significance of my leela is and so forth and, 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 and make known the depths of that and, and really to make and to glorify Radha. 
This is what Krishna wants to do. He wants to make her glory in the world known. I should come again and distribute it. And in the context of doing that, taste it myself. This is the idea. Of course, that, that's more the internal reasons for his descent, which this verse, of course, borders on, but is developed in, in the next two, two verses in detail. But in a general sense, to make this kind of love available. He says, Krishna thinks, through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj, the world is meaningless without this. I'm the creator of the world. I mean, I'm behind the whole thing. Vishnu is creating it, and you know he's only my partial amsa, my partial manifestation. So what can he do? What kind of world can he create? How wonderful, how exciting, how thrilling can it be? He said he's, he's made a bomb at the box office, this Vishnu, <laughs> in his Srishti Leela, compared to my Leela. I commissioned him to make a world. And he's got jivas in it and whatnot, but what kind of world is it? Nothing that goes on there has any interest to me. Even the worship system that he's established in the world, in the form of different avatars coming and so forth, teaching the, the Vedas, and, so, and, and they're all these different sampradayas, like Ramanujas sampradaya, worshiping Om Narayan, and all these avatars are different incarnations of Narayan, different aspects of him, and so he's the supreme god, it's all Dasya Bhakti, and all on reverence. He said, this is boring. This is, this is dead. No, has no interest for me. Nothing. So, let me come and breathe a little life into the whole thing. As I say, we're, this Vishwambar interferes with the Shristi Leela, practically. He says, they're being nourished, yeah, but for what? What kind of nourishment? What kind of life is coming from that nourishment? They're being fed. He's made a world, he's feeding the people, but from my point of view, it's lifeless. There's no interest, no charm for me. So let me come and breathe life into it and show what the real prospect of the jiva is, ultimately. So Krishna says, Krishna is thinking like this about the world. And the fact that he came to it to show off his leela, but he was got so absorbed in it, he couldn't say much about it. What did he say? Bhagavad Gita, he taught it to Arjuna, he taught it again to Uddhava in Bhagavatam. Vyas wrote about it, and Sugadev spoke about it, did a, a pretty good job there. But even that, what is the essence of the Gita, what is the essence of Bhagavatam and Krishna Lila? Krishna's thing, I gotta come again myself, and that means I gotta, other people gotta come with me. I don't go alone. So we're gonna plumb the depths of that ocean of nectar of Bhagavatam and show people what it's about. Vyasu Veti Naveti Va. Vyasu may know the meaning, he may not know the meaning. But Rupa Goswami, he knows. <laughs> this is the idea. So with these kind of people, I will come and make known what is, what is that. So in this way he says, this, Krishna, who is dark, Sham, is thinking to shed light on the significance of his Brajalila. And even, as I say, in relation to the, to the religious world, turn the religious world kind of on its head, upside down. And so he says, Anarpita charim charat karunayabhatina kalo. He comes in the Kali Yuga, then, at that time, a dark time, he comes, and he's 
brilliant. He's Hari, Sundara Duti, uh, and, and very beautiful in his complexion. Uh, like his flesh is blossoming like a like a kadamba flower in ecstasy and his complexion is golden and very beautiful and the son of Sachi coming in Kali Yuga so he's describing how he can be identified in Kali Yuga then, of course, in his explanation, he cites so many shlokas from Bhagwat, from Mahabharata, Vishnu Sahasranam, from these important texts, and explains them as Sanatana Goswami has explained them, as Rupa Goswami has explained, as his predecessors have explained them. Talking about they talk about the complexion of the of, of the Yuga Avatar and the nature of his activities, what's his preoccupation? Krishna Varnam, for example, Trisakrishnam. He's always talking about Krishna. He's in the category of Krishna. The syllables of Krishna, Krishna, are always emanating from his mouth. He's golden in complexion. He's Krishna, but he's not Krishna. It means he's black, but he's not black. He's golden. He performs Namsan Kirtan with his angas, with his associates. It means with his limbs. These are his weapons, his arms moving and dancing. He conquers the people. And angas also means his expansions like Nityananda and Advaita, with them, commissioning them, he goes and performs this in Kirtan. So he cites these types of verses and so forth to explain the golden avatar of Kali Yuga being referred to in this verse. He quotes verses from Ramanuja Sampradaya to the Ramanujas when it's all over. He's with Jamuna Charja, Stotaratna. He said, <laughs> he said, even your own group is saying it such a thing, that sometimes God hides himself. He quotes verses like this for his own purposes. This is what we're saying to you. You, who are the upper rim, if you will, of people in the world, who are actually worshipping Krishna, worshipping Narayan, worshipping Krishna, even in Ramanuja Sampradaya, the worship goes all the way up in some of these alwars, who are the precursors to Ramanuja, who were poets and mystics, all the way up to the worship of the love of Rukmini in Dwarka for Krishna. So high. And he's saying, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming to give something that makes that look, look insignificant. To you, he's talking to them. Krishna says, this Vaidhi, in Kaviraj's explanation of this verse, this Vaidhi Marg has just no attraction for me. Vaidhi Bhakti. It, what is it said? That in rules... In following rules, there's no love. If you do it because it's a rule, then they don't do it with love. So in rules, there's no love, and in love, there's no rules. Just the opposite. And the scriptures are full of rules and regulations about how to worship God. What time, what place, what direction you face, and who can, when, where, and how to do exactly Chaitanya was saying, in this there's no, there's really no love. This is the, the standard of Vrindavan. Sometimes, Rupa Goswami has said, of course, yes, there is bhava and there is prem that goes to Vaikuntha. But more often in Gaudiya Sampradaya, when we use the term prema, it's only referring to braj. Mm-hmm. It's only referring to that, that kind of, the full f- expression of love. If you want to use the word love, then what is the full implication of that love? It conquers 
those who it's directed towards. So love and awe and reverence, does it conquer Vishnu? Does he become subordinate to them? No. Does Krishna become subordinate to Rukmini? He tried to bring that out in her when he said, oh, you know, I think you've married the wrong guy. After all this time, I've thought about it, and I think, you know, you're really good. You've got a lot of good qualities. You come from a really nice family and everything. And then look at me. And he starts to deprecate himself and so forth. And, and he says, I think you married the wrong guy. You know, you could have had that Sisu Paul in there. I interfered. <laughs> think about it. And he wants her to say, just to, just, 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 just to tell him, shut up. <laughs> she can't do that. <laughs> she just faints. She just faints. He wanted to bring out the kind of sentiments that he would get from from Radha, if he was ever to question whether they should be together or something, or maybe he should be with somebody without. He should be with somebody else. She just get angry and chastise him and tell him, "All right, then I won't see. You. I won't talk to you anymore. Then fine." And then it becomes a big problem for him. Hmm? It becomes a big problem for him. <laughs> so he could that he can't draw that sentiment out of Rukmini. So he wants to share with the world this kind of lawless love of Vrindavan. Therefore, the preem, when we speak of preem, we're speaking about about Braj. Because the preem of Vaikuntha, yeah, it's preem, but in comparison to the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, you know, it's not even love. It's not the same thing. That's why, what do they call it? What does the Ramanuja Sampradaya call Do they call it preem? No, they don't call it kam. They call it mukti. Salokya, Shasti, Samipya, Sarupya. They want mukti. They are doing bhakti to get mukti. Of course, their idea of mukti is mukti in Vaikuntha serving Narayan. It's bhakti. And they say, you get bhakti when you get mukti. Mukti, Bhakti is beyond mukti. You do karma, you do jnana, you get mukti, you get bhakti. Something like that. Mahaprabhu's idea is bhakti is high, but it's generous too. Goes all the way down to the lowest person, qualifies them to go to the highest thing, and makes them uh, qualifies them to forego karma and gyan and directly take to bhakti. So, so you can talk. It says like, this is real bhakti. <laughs> the whole idea of bhakti. This other sampradaya they give in like a very kind of keeping the lid on on the part of bhakti. Mahaprabhu was taking it off. And, Showing the whole face of the full glory of Bhakti Devi. They call it Mukti, they don't even call it Prem. We're generous to call it Prem, Rupa Goswami says in Bhakti Rasamrita. There's a bhav also to Vaidhi Bhakti and Prem. Okay, then nothing doesn't write anything more about it. One, one sentence. Mostly we say Prem, we mean Vrindavan. This is Prema Dharma. Prema Pumarto Vahan. Panchuma Purusharta. These are all Gaudiya terms. means Beyond Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha. Ramana Sampradaya is ending at Moksha. Of course, there's Bhakti in that Moksha, not like the Shankar Sampradaya. But when we say fifth goal of life, beyond Dharma, Artha, Kama, Moksha, Prem, the Panchama Purushartha, the fifth goal, and uh, Prema Pumarto, Mahan, these terms, Prem and Chet, that's our word. Well, so how many have given this, this word? 
and appropriately so. See the nature of the love there. Krishna has become completely subordinate to those uh, inhabitants of Vrindavan, to the Brajabhasis, completely subordinate. So Krishna said, I am not interested in, in, in this affair, this Vaidhi Bhakti. There's no love in it. It's just a bunch of rules. People are doing it because you're supposed to do it. You learned this is God and this is how he should be treated. You're doing it. There's no charm in that. In rules there's no love and in love there's no rules. So he wants to give that kind of thing, a full face of love. All the rules are being suspended really in the full face of it that the religious people are looking at the people of Braj and thinking they've foregone Dharma. What are they doing? We've heard about Krishna. He's God. And they're treating him like this. They don't know. This is, is this is real? Or is this, is this some concoction? Krishna covers, excuse me, saying through his pen, Krishna is speaking that I'm going to give to the world what the people in Vaikuntha don't even know about. They don't even understand. They have no access to it. This kind of gift, it's rare. It's very special. Very extraordinary. So again, if we are to be grateful and give thanks, then we should know what we've got to be thankful for. If we know what it is, how rare it is, this should help us to develop some gratitude, which then that kind of appreciation and gratitude will foster what's necessary to take advantage of that. I mean, when he says he's giving, it does mean also means you've got to take it. You have to... <laughs> You have to uh, embrace it and uh, apply it. It's like, uh, here's the key to the treasure, and this is where you have to go to, to, to get there. So you can't just sit there with the key. You have to also get up and go. He's given you the map and given you the tree. He says, the, the, the key, you are here, and the treasure's over here, and here's the key. And you've got to go through this and that and obstacle and so forth. This is how he's... They're given a ge- very generous. Doesn't mean we don't have to apply ourselves. Doesn't mean there's no there are no scriptural injunctions that apply. No, they do. After all, he says he's not interested in Vaidhi Bhakti. So he wants to give Rag Bhakti. But what is Rag Bhakti? Rag Bhakti is Vaidhi Bhakti, basically, but with a different idea in mind. That's all. When it's all said and done, this is what it is. That's why Rupa Goswami has labored to give the whole long explanation of Vaidhi Bhakti. It's a structure. This is Bhakti, the general world of Bhakti. Then after that he says, now this is Raghunuga Bhakti. And it's all about a feeling. It's all about the unheard of idea and almost like audaciousness of one to think, I'd like to go there. I'd like to be like those people in relation to Krishna, like Krishna's mother, like Krishna's son, like Krishna's or Krishna's friends, Krishna's lover. And because the ways in which those devotees love him are so compelling to him, I mean, it's being explained here, nothing else in the world, speak of the world, nothing in the world of worship and pure worship is the least bit interesting to him. Krishna. He's completely captivated by this kind of love in Vrindavan. So if, it's interesting because you think, well, who am I to think I would like to be, you know, like that? I have no qualification. I'm not even a, you know, I can hardly 
I'm not a yogi, I'm not a religious person, <laughs> I didn't come from a, maybe a religious background, or so on and so forth. But hey, the, the opportunity is coming, the gift is coming, it's great, it's rare, and it's given to unqualified people, even wonder is increasing still, further. But one may hesitate for a moment and think, but who am I? Don't hesitate. Who he who hesitates is lost. If we think, I want that. This thought itself is the basis of attaining that. It all arises from that. And the idea is that what? That that kind of love, Krishna's friends for Krishna, is so, for example, so pleasing to Krishna that if you want that, you're actually going to draw Krishna's attention to you. So this is Baba Mai. This is the basis of the whole of Raganuga, that aspiration. And we may feel un- so unqualified, and we may be in so many ways, but it's, the opportunity is coming. You take advantage. Cultivate that. I want to be like that. Now, I would like to know what that means, too. <laughs> what does that really mean? I like that. I'm charmed by that. I met a sadhu who's charmed by that, likes to talk about that, is animated by that, and so forth. That's his or her or life. I'm charmed by that. So I want that. Okay, I'll, let me make my sankalpa. This is what I want. This is what I'm asking for Christmas. Hmm? <laughs> you can do it on Thanksgiving Day <laughs> when the shopping season begins. This is what I want. Hmm? You make your will, sankalpa. I want that. Braj Bhakti. And this is compelling. This actually attracts Krishna's attention. Then the chanting will assist that. Hearing and chanting, it will be Baba Sambandi. It will be in relation to that. It will assist that. And you, then you have to study, of course, all these things. It's all just Vaidhi Bhakti with a different motivation that makes it Raghunuga. And this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very clearly saying. Uh, Rupa Goswami is saying about him in this verse, he's giving unutodur rasam sabhakti sriyam. It's his own bhakti, the bhakti that he's involved in. Chaitanya. It doesn't mean in relation to him that you become a parakya lover of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It doesn't mean that. It means this is his own bhakti. This is the bhakti that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is tasting. And that's what he's, he's giving. And it is unutodjula. Lesson. It is the brightest uh, jewel of sacred aesthetic rapture. It's a jewel. It's not given out any time, anywhere, to anybody. But at this time, short period, they're making it available freely. So he says, th- this is, therefore, he gives a blessing. May this son of Sachin, we talked about some what the significance of this name, Sachinandan, son of Sachi. May this Sachi Nandan, the son of Sachi, take up his residence in the core of your heart. May his idea, what he's about, may that enter your heart. Your heart is like a cave. It's a guyam. It's a hidden place. And lions, they dwell in caves. So Jesus, like he's compared him to a lion. And roaring loud, he says, like a lion with his son Kirtan. May this lion, like son of Sachi, take up his residence in the core of your heart. Now, why not? It's a cave. Lions dwell in caves, so there's 
seems reasonable, but there's a problem, he says. What is that? There's an elephant living in the cave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's an elephant. An elephant in the form of so many other vices, so many vices and desires. Elephantine vices. But why, why lion also? He said, the heart, you've got a heart, that's where you hide everything. At yes. that secret, secret place. Like a cave, it's a secret place. I'm going to go put it in a cave so no one can find it. So we've got secret place, it's our heart, and we're keeping what we think to be valuable there. But what we have in there has no value whatsoever. It's, it has negative value. But it's as big as an elephant, filling up every corner of the cave. There's no room for anything else. So let us call on, he says, on the son of Sachi, the lion-like son of Sachi, who roars like a lion. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. In Krishna Sankirtan, he's doing this Nam Sankirtan loudly with cymbals and drums and other people. And the idea is what? When a lion roars loudly, even the elephants will be frightened. He's called king of the jungle, not the elephant. The elephant's big, but the lion is more powerful. And a lion can can defeat the elephant. So he says, in the core of your heart, where you've got a big elephant of desire living, I give a blessing. With this son of Sati, like a lion, who's loudly roaring, this is my the benediction I've come to give the world here. Maddened by that, as he comes and resides in the core of your heart, makes that his home. This is what the this is the Ashirvad Shlok of Chaitanya Charitamrita. May that son of Sati, lion like beautiful complexion of gold, and may dwell in the core of your heart there. May that gift then that he personifies and gives may it overshadow all other desires and interests and so forth. And may your heart, your heart become like, like a mine where this valuable jewel is residing. And then as it, as let other people come and share your heart. Let people mine your heart. <laughs> yeah. And find this, this gift. This then is really something to be thankful for, <laughs> grateful for. What is the gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Rupa Goswami has said it in a nice way, and Kaviraj Goswami has used it in a really nice way, his statement, as his blessing verse, the Chaitanya Charitamrita. This is the blessing. Readers who read this, I pray you'll be blessed, and you will be. A person like Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami's blessing cannot go in vain. Implication is if you study this Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will live in your heart. And that means Radha and Krishna will live in your heart. Of course, that is we haven't gone into that, but that is the gift. That is the love that he's offering. What is Una Tojal Rasam Even within the Braj, we've glorified it in general, and Kaviraj does in general also. Dasisakya Vatsalya Madhurja of Golok. Of not of only of Golok, but of Brajlok. Vrindavan he's giving that. But within that then, those are all partial expressions of Radha's love for Krishna, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya, up to the wealth of Radha's love for Krishna. Such an extreme means he's giving a love that excels the love of the other inhabitants of Mrindavan, making that available. What is that? You would think, how could I? 
And I will aspire for that? How is it possible? Don't hesitate. It's true. It's, this is the, we have to convince people. It's actually happening. <laughs> this opportunity. Be thankful. This is a day of Thanksgiving. Show some gratitude and go for it. That's the idea. So, what is the time? It is 12.10. So, thank you for coming, everyone. So, if you all go outside and talk about these things, then we'll offer the Lord his meal and take prashad. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ki jai. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami ki jai. Shri Rupa Goswami ki jai. Shri Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada ki jai. Bhakti Rakshak Shri Radeva Goswami Maharaj ki jai. Bhakti Saram Sarasri Thakur Prabhupada ki jai. Shri Bhakti Vinod Paribar ki jai. Or Bhakti Vrindu ki jai. Or Premanande. Haribo.